0: this episode of the bear esoterica i take a closer look at the seven hermetic principles from last episode and how the universe works i'm carrie bear thanks for joining there's a lot to cover so let's just learn us some shit five four three two one zero all engine running off. we have a liftoff So if you remember from the first episode, the seven hermetic principles are as follows. Mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. So that first principle, mentalism. What is mentalism? Mentalism is our reality shaped by our mental universe. All that means is... What our outward reality is, is shaped by our mental thinking. The Kabbalion says, The all is mind, the universe is mental. So, what's the all, and what does it mean by the universe is mental? Simply put, the all can be kind of called like a spirit, but more so, it's just that it's unknowable, undefinable, but universally thought of as an infinite living mind. It's called the all because, well, It's everything. Literally all. Nothing can exist outside of the all or it wouldn't be the all. That's kind of its whole freaking thing. You got it? So this principle also explains the true nature of energy, power, and matter, and why how all of these are subordinate or less important to the mastery of the mind. So, what that's basically saying is, it doesn't matter how much energy or power or materialistic things you have, matter, whatever, it doesn't, none of that matters. What matters is your mental state. Because if your mental state is in a good place, then you can project that onto your outer state and make your outer state a better place. But if you're consistently stuck in this negative space on the inside, you're going to project a lot of those outward feelings onto your environment. So that's why mentalism is a really, really key, important piece of all of these principles. It's going to fall back onto a lot of them. And you'll see as we progress how a lot of these really do attach themselves to one another. They they connect and they support each other. Principle two. We're gonna go over correspondence. And this is actually one that a lot of people may know without actually knowing that they know it. The Cabalion says, as above, so below, as below, so above. What does that mean exactly? So we live in a physical universe that is only one plane of existence. But what correspondence is saying is there are multiple planes of existence and what happens on one plane happens on all of them. The key to this is vibration. What affects you is directly related to what plane you're on and what vibrational state you're at. Vibration's the next principle, so I'll cover that in just a minute, but let's finish correspondence. Okay, so how does that work? The whole multiple plane thing. So it's divided into three great planes. The great physical plane, the great mental plane, and the great spiritual plane. These planes are even more so divided into seven different smaller planes within each of them. But it's important to note that all the divisions within the planes and the subplanes, all of that's pretty much arbitrary. We made them for us to better understand the planes of existence. But really, the divisions have more to do with polarity, which we'll touch more on as it's the fourth Hermetic Principle. Going back to the quote, as above, so below, if we tie that to the knowledge that we know there are different planes of existence, what we can say is that when we're in a higher state of existence, we'll be in a higher plane of existence also. And what's great is the higher the plane of existence, the higher the vibration rate you'll be vibrating at. So the higher vibration you're at, you're going to be around more beings and more people and more things that are also at that same vibrational rate as you. So what you're going to be projecting out is going to be more positive, which means your environment is also going to take on a more positive role. But if you're on lower planes of existence, Of course, you're going to be vibrating at a lower level. There's going to be lower things in that area and surrounding areas around you. So I keep using this word vibrate. Good thing it's the third hermetic principle. Vibration. Nothing rests. Everything moves. Everything vibrates. This was known in ancient Egypt and in ancient Greece, but it was lost as hermeticism had to become secret or pretty much everyone would be killed. So... It was lost until its rediscovery in the 19th century by, yeah, science. Science rediscovered this. If you've taken physics, you know that things vibrate, atoms vibrate. So everything in the universe vibrates. But this isn't just about movement. It's also about the rate and mode of vibration. The lower you vibrate, the more a part of the physical and matter-filled universe you are. The higher you vibrate, the more a part of the spiritual universe you become. So am I saying that vibes are real? Hell yeah, dude. Vibes are real and you can feel them and others can feel them. And it's important to learn how to read and feel other people's vibes, but also protect yourself from bad vibes and how to raise your own vibration and your own energy so you're not weighed down by other people's low vibration. And if you're somebody that wants to work on manifestation, what is manifested is based upon your vibration level. Guess what? This goes back to mentalism. If you're vibrating at a low level, what did I say? You're going to be manifesting some low level shit, shit that's not good. So, if you want good stuff, you need to be vibrating at a higher level. And that leads us right into polarity. Polarity is the fourth hermetic principle. Polarity states that everything is dual, everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths, and all paradoxes can be reconciled. All this means is that opposites are the same. They just differentiate in the degree. So for example, we have a line, and on one end of the line we have the word good, And on the other end of the line, we have the word evil. Everything in the middle of that line is just going to be a different mix of the amount of good and evil that's in that one thing. But they're still on that same line. Same thing if you put positive on one end of a line and negative on the other end of the line. Everything in the middle is going to be a mix. And when you hit the middle, it's going to be neutral hot and cold it's the same you have warm and like look warm kind of room temperature right love and hate they're on the same line you have like and dislike kind of somewhere in the middle it's all on the same line it's just varying in degrees the fifth hermetic principle is rhythm and what that says is everything flows out and in everything has tides. all things rise and fall The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. What does that mean? What it means is everything has a time and a place, and one action is going to bring an equal kind of a reaction. Think of universes being created. They reach their extreme low points, and then they begin their upward swings. Suns spring into the being and then at the height of their power they begin to regress and retrograde begins and after eons and eons they become dead masses of matter awaiting another impulse which starts it again. And this activates a new solar life cycle. Just as we are born we grow and we die only to be reborn again. It happens to everything. There's rhythms to everything. The principle of cause and effect is as follows. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. So pretty much all this is saying is that everything happens for a reason. And I know. I can already hear the outcries of anger and stuff, the people talking about like, oh, so you're telling me that like people getting cancer and people dying and people, you know, being hurt and traumatized, all oh, that happens for a reason, blah blah blah. Yes. I never said the reason was a good reason. I just said it happened. It is caused by something. You know, it it's one of those like butterfly effects things you know like ripples in a lake when you throw a rock in. it's it's that it's just saying that yeah everything happens for a reason we may not be able to perceive what that reasoning is we may not understand why things have you know happened in the way they have but they do and it's gonna continue to happen that way because nothing ever merely just happens so let's stop and think of something as simple as a car accident, say that involves two people. Now, both of those people have lives of their own that are just as advanced and complex as you know the life that you're living right now. Now think of everything that's happened to bring those people to that moment. All of that is cause and the effect was the accident. See, we may not be able to perceive in that moment or that exact time, why things are happening the way they are. But they're happening the way they are because of, you know, an infinite time before that moment has happened, leading up to this moment right now. And all that misunderstanding is, is what people assume is chance. You know, people think that there's no order to the universe. So what this is saying is, yeah, there is. We just don't get it because we are not omnipresent. We don't know everything that's happening. And this thing that you think is chance isn't really chance. It doesn't really exist. It's just something we can't perceive. It's not really chance per se, but it's definitely something we can't understand. The word chance itself is derived from a word meaning to fall, like the falling of dice. The idea being that the fall of the dice and many other things are merely a quote-unquote happening unrelated to the cause. So just like someone can have two parents, having two parents means you have four grandparents and on top of that, eight great grandparents and 16 great great grandparents and so on into infinity until like say we go through 40 generations and the number of ancestors runs into the millions, right? We're here today because of all that, but nobody is really thinking about what it took to bring you here today, to this moment. But all of that stuff happened, and boom, here you are. And no matter how many times I explained it and how many examples I give you, it will still always be the same. Because the universe is always going to follow this law. And whether it's perceivable to us as humans or not, well, that's kind of on us. The final principle of Hermeticism is a principle of gender. Gender isn't everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. So gender manifests in everything. That's the masculine and the feminine. And we're not necessarily talking about like a guy and a girl, or you know, a lady and a man or or anything like that. No, that's that's only one plane of existence. That that specific is just talking about like the physical gender. We're talking about in everything there is a masculine and a feminine, a giving and a receiving of energies. The masculine is the giving of energy and the feminine being the receiving of the energy. As on the physical plane, the principles of gender manifest as, yeah, like sex, but on higher planes of existence, it takes on higher forms of existence, but the principle is still the same. Creation can happen without both the masculine and the feminine principles. You need both in order to create. And no, we're again, not just talking about the physical planes of existence. There are multiple planes of existence. We're talking about on all the planes, there's gender and it forms in different ways, maybe outside our perception or understanding, but there's always going to be a feminine and masculine part of everything. And yeah, that is to say that us as humans, we should have both masculine and feminine qualities. And it's, remember, on a spectrum, everything has a polarity. We're just somewhere on that line of masculine's on one end of the line and feminine is on the other end of the line. And where we are falls somewhere in between, depending on whatever our polarity is. Gender comes from the Latin root meaning to beget to procreate, to generate, to create, to produce. And as you can hear, that doesn't really have much to do with sex or the physical distinctions between sexes, male and female. So I'll say it again. Sex, as we think of it, is merely a manifestation of that gender on a certain plane of the great physical plane of existence. You know, it's just one plane, but there are multiple planes so why is that so important to know? Because in order to create, in order to manifest things into your life, you need to understand that there are two things that you need. There are two sides to it. In order to create, you need a masculine side, which is the giving of that energy, the giving of what you're trying to put out into the universe. And then there's that re- there's a receiving end, the the feminine. She's receiving energy from the universe and then with a masculine end, giving it back. Okay, so I know that was like a ridiculous amount of information to give you in 20 minutes, but I promise you all of this information is really important because without it, guess what? You can't manifest a lot. A lot of people struggle with the manifestation in their life and bringing things to light in their life that they want, you know, to happen. They want to have goals for themselves and they want to move towards their goals. And people talk about manifestation all the time, but they don't know how it works Well, these are the laws, these are the rules, and when you know the rules, guess what? You know the loopholes. Let me read you something from the Kabalian. The truly wise, knowing the nature of the universe, use law against laws, the higher against the lower, and by the art of alchemy, transmute that which is undesirable into which is worthy, and thus Triumph. So you see, even this rule book, even the Kabbalion wants you to learn the rules so you can use them and bend them and find loopholes and use alchemy. Figure alchemy out and make something for yourself. That's why you have to know the rules. I said this once, I'll say it a million times. Learn the rules so you can break the rules. And that's not necessarily bad. You're just giving yourself guidelines to live by. And then you're making something fantastic for yourself but in order to do that you have to know how to do that and in order to know how to do that you kind of got to put in some time and energy into figuring out how things work around you so you can manipulate them into your favor but now that i've laid out the laws of the universe and the principles of hermeticism and all that we can talk about other fun stuff like manifestations and like magic and what's the difference in occultism and you'll understand why things are working the way they do and why they have to be the way they are and now that i've talked your ear off for about 20 minutes i'm going to tell you where you guys can find me find me on tiktok find me on instagram i'm that period esoteric period care bear. that's that period esoteric period K E R B E A R, that esoteric care bear on Instagram and TikTok. Message me with any questions, comments, or concerns. I'll get back to you or I won't. Next week, we're going over manifestation, why it works, why it doesn't work, and why you should really give it a try. So thanks again for joining me on The Bear Esoterica. I'm Carrie Bear, and I hope you learned some shit.